Welcome to this week's Money and Investing Show. Kicking off the new year with goal setting. You can't achieve success without a roadmap to get there and there's plenty to take away as Series 4 kicks off. Setting your goals and success plan up for 2023. Enjoy the show. Hey guys, welcome to this week's Money and Investing Show with me, your host, Andrew Baxter. And as always, my co-host and offsider, Mitchell Lorenzo. Season four. Here we are, episode one, season four. <laughs> is this episode 157, something like that, if my maths is correct? How good is it? Welcome back. It's uh, it's great to be back. And uh, what an extraordinary thing. I know when we originally sat down and set out the goal of creating Money and Investing as a podcast, you know, so many people said, oh, you, you, you want me to keep it up weekly, do monthly or fortnightly. Here we are in our fourth year. We haven't missed a beat yet. Not one week. And uh, and it's as addictive as anything. It's, a, it's been a great goal to set it up. And, and, and the stretch goals we've got for ourselves this year with the with the podcast series is, uh, is mind-blowing. So, yeah, here we go. Well, funnily enough, the topic of today's conversation is a segue for us, Amy. Thanks for leading me into that, is goals. Because we are here in early January. We're back in office. Uh, it's stinking hot here on the Gold Coast. So, perfect time to sit down and really map out what the year of 2023 looks like. First off, though, we've got to review our 2022. So what are we saying to the punters out there? How are we doing that? You kind of got me to that. I wasn't expecting we'd be doing this today either. So apologies for the dress code. But uh, as you say, it's pretty hot out there today. So Um, yeah, 2022. I mean, what a year, first of all. And you take stock and, and, and kind of look back. And I think reviewing what's gone behind us always gives us a great platform for for what goes ahead and i'd say arguably the biggest shift we saw last year i mean there was a, so many things last year as you'll hear from the other 2022 review we did a couple of weeks ago before christmas um it was an incredible year lots of change and i think looking back at that what's the takeaway yes there was lots of change and i think what it required from people was an enormous amount of resilience to be able to pivot which was the cliche from you know the pandemic times but to constantly be able to deal with a new set of circumstances you know there's a war in ukraine you know there was the resurgence of covid at the back end of the year you know inflation going ballistic interest rates going up and, and all of those things take up a lot of bandwidth and create a lot of anxiety for people uh, because as human beings, we like two things. We like certainty and equally we like uncertainty. We like the excitement. Uh, but there was so much uncertainty last year where I think it probably burnt a lot of people and they sort of limped across the line for Christmas and oh, oh, I'm glad that one's in the in the, in the, in, 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 in the cabinet and locked away and let's take on the new year. So, you know, it was a huge, huge year. And I think when you look back over any year and you actually articulate all the different things that happen, there's always a lot of stuff goes on. But man, last year was was particularly crazy. It was tough. Mm. So from a personal development perspective, AB, going back and assuming that you've had some goals in 2022, you may have hit all of them, some mm. of them or, or none of them, mm. but what kind of diagnostic process would you be using personally for some of your goals to review? Yeah. Look, I, I love reviewing as much as I enjoy setting goals because it gives you a, a bit of an, an acid test or a litmus test as to you know how, how focused you've been on, on the things that are important to you. And I think you've got to sit back and go, okay, overall, if you looked at the year, in terms of where you wanted to finish it versus where you started, how far along the line did you get? Did you get all the way along the line, some of the way, a little bit of the way, none of the way? And then breaking it down into the various areas because there are so many different aspects to life. Uh, and, and I guess when you're setting goals, you've got to try and find um, not goals that are in all of those aspects of life because you know to be successful isn't about being a good all-rounder. It, it's about having a niche and excelling in it. 
at the same time, a lot of people do have goals across different things. So, for example, you know, whether it's health and fitness, whether it's relationship, whether it's money, whether it's personal growth, um, are, are some of the examples uh, that, that that people can fall into. And and trying to break it down and say, okay, like for example, if one of your goals for the year was to get fitter, did you do that, or are you likely to be a candidate for the biggest loser next year? And and you know, that's that's the reality. You can quite quickly assess whether you achieved that goal. Uh, now, I never went to the gym. I ate rubbish all year. I'm now 15 kilos heavier than where I was this time last year. You probably missed the goal. And so that then bodes the question, and this is why review is so important. It's not about beating yourself up for missing the goal. It's a question of why did you miss it? Is it a goal that's actually important to you? Or is it a goal that's not? And it's the most fundamental question to ask because if it's not important to you and it's not a priority, that's why you didn't achieve it. It's not because you failed, it's because it's just not important. It's not on your radar. There are other things that are significantly more important to you. And and they they are the things that swallowed up your time. So I think sort of sitting back and having a, a pretty thorough look at yourself um, is, is a good place to start. And then once you've gone through that painful experience of, uh, or hopefully joyous actually, that you did achieve what it was that you were setting out to, but if you haven't, is then really start to focus on the year ahead and say, okay, blank canvas time once again and this is why I love goal setting because it gives everybody the ability to create and design their future in advance you can have whatever you want out of life if you sit down take the time to design it make sure it's important to you and then carefully structure the goals to get there and I guess that's what leads us there I just think like a year a year is a long time and I know we'll talk a little bit more about the review process as we go in but look take the year are you where you wanted to be and if you're not why not and the things that you excelled in were they the things that were important to you probably and the things that you were less successful at, chances are, as I say, they weren't a priority for you because they're not a prime uh, prime motivator for you. So sit down with a blank bit of paper, what do you want? Because any road will take you nowhere. You've got to know what you want and then you can build goals around that. Well, let's talk about that because that's the fun part. And as my good friend Albert Einstein once said, the unexamined life is one not worth living. So goals are important to our fundamental existence. So in terms of that, AB, how are you setting goals? What kind of parameters are you applying because there's a difference between a good goal and maybe not so good one. Yeah. But I think oftentimes, and particularly we're in the money and investing space, a lot of people kind of set goals in that area and anything is better than nothing. Let's be really clear on that. So if, you've, if you're brand new to this whole process of goal setting and, and all the bits and pieces around it, number one, it's not bunkum and a waste of time. It's basically the way you can guarantee that you're going to get to where you want to get to in life by setting them um if you're prepared to put the work in of course if being a small word with big consequences but uh, that's how it works so you know when when you're sitting down and and, and working through it it's got to be something that is important to you and sometimes as i say in the money and investing space you might say look my goal is to make a million dollars this year for example that might be a goal for someone from their trading and you go that's a great goal, it's better than nothing, but is it really the right goal? Because what happens if you achieve a million dollars? Does that you never trade again? You don't need to look at the market again? Or if you make 999,000. Or if you make 990,000, you failed because you didn't get to the actual goal itself. So on the surface, whilst it looks to be you know a nice measurable goal, and people always say they've got to be measurable and you know the smart system and you've got to be able to talk about them in the present terms and all that sort of gump. The reality is sometimes that goal is just not right. That just happens to be a metric it's not the goal itself. So a better goal in that instance would be rather than I want to make a million dollars from my trading this year is to become a regular and consistent trader. That's something that you can control by being regular and consistent. And if you do the right thing regularly and consistently, uh, there's a chance that you'll make the million dollars that you're looking for, but you could also make two, five, ten, or $20 million too. 
that that's really important and i think that's where most people struggle in this instance because it's very deflating if you put a really audacious goal on paper and you don't mm. quite get there mm. all of a sudden you pack up shop that's it this is not for me i'm done mm. versus actually setting yourself the goal of the habits mm. by default you'll get to the goal the, the the quantitative one at that anyway right it, it's a default as i as i say at virtually any given opportunity you know when the process is right the results always follow and there was a particular project you were working on last week and i know you set yourself a very specific window of what the goal was and then what the stretch goal was and i know deep down inside what was driving you wasn't those two numbers what was actually driving you was the adherence to the process that you've spent two years building and by doing that it popped out the other end the stretch goal Absolutely. And it wasn't like, oh my God, we got the stretch goal. It was like, oh yeah, I, 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 that's what should happen. <laughs> that's the process. Yeah. And, 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 and so, you know, that, that sort of goal setting is crucial. It's, it, it's, it's about the process. And it's much, much easier, I think, for people to come to terms with that because they don't then run out of puff and feel unfulfilled. You know, success without fulfillment is the ultimate in failure. So if you made 950 grand from your trading, you should be really proud. But because it wasn't the mill you set out for, you're going to beat yourself up. Yeah, love yourself. Be kind to yourself. That's one of, one of the biggest rules in life. Your self-talk, how you speak to yourself, be kind to yourself is crucial. More important than the actual metric is the process behind it. And I think that's something that we really need to roll our sleeves up and discuss more. Well, learning by doing, AB, for our listeners out there, can we get a gauge on some of the goals you've got here for 2023 mm. as we embark on season four? Okay, so like, if we split our goals up into two levels, I mean, habit goals are the, are, the, are the machinery, if you like, the engine room to drive achievement goals. So let's start with a habit goal, which then by default puts on a plate the achievement goal versus the other way around. So for me last year, I wasn't very happy with the physical condition I was in. I'd, um, I can give you some excuses. I'll give you lots of those. But the reality is that's all they are is excuses. It wasn't a priority for me at that particular time. I had other things I was doing and that swallowed my time. Um, sort of through the middle of the year that changed and I made it front and center. And so my habit goal was to allocate a set amount of time each week for fitness, simple as that. And yeah, I can go and pot around on my farm and do stuff, but I'm talking structured fitness. And not, as you know, in my house, I have absolutely no excuse because I have to walk past my gym that I built in my house to it's get to my nice office. pretty nice gym too. Mm. I've got, so I've got zero excuse, no traffic. It's not the opening hours. It's no not membership fee. There's no, it's, there's just no excuse. I've, it's fully set out and it's right there. And I've got to literally walk past it every day to get to my office at home. And so it was a question then of making it a priority to not just keep walking down the corridor, but to go in there. And it was really interesting, actually. I, I, I was actually in Fiji on holiday with the kids and, and, and my wife and, um, and we had a bit of time, great thing about Fiji, family friendly, get some nannies and things to look after the army of kids that we've got. We, I think we kept most of the island employed for the time we were there. And it created that space to go, right, go start training. And I really enjoyed it. And it just relit the candle. And sometimes you go through those phases where you know you want to do something, but you're not feeling enthused towards it. And you can just grind it out and you poke it with a stick, but you're not really getting there. And so I really felt enthused and I just got back, totally reset my back end of the year goals. And, and by keeping that habitual process in play rather than having an achievement goal of saying i want to lose 10 kilos which which is which is which is a success goal if you will if that's what your goal is instead it's built up the habits that have now got me in a far fitter position using a program that i'm really enjoying doing and every day keeps me totally engaged and rather like the stretch goal we just talked for you the the the, the physical loss of weight is just simply a byproduct of creating that habit as opposed to the goal is to lose 10 kilos. I could cut my arm off and do that. Sure. 
but that's not that's not that's not the real metric we're after here. It's to be healthy and have vitality and so on and so forth. Also, I think you know within there is is is, is a further level of sophistication in that goal. Insofar as I didn't just want it to be a health and fitness goal, it was a mental health and fitness goal as well. So now. I've built into there the habit of stretching, which is something I wasn't doing a lot of either. But more importantly, from a mindset perspective, is a meditation session at the end of that. And and it's a must. It's not like, oh, if you get time at the end of the workout, no, no, no. It's a must. So it becomes part of the scheduled time of the workout. Therefore, it happens every day. And I found myself not only physically enjoying the workout, but then mentally having that ability to embrace the lactic acid and the pain as I stretch it out and then go through my recovery process, starting with the med- meditation, hydration and whatnot, and then start my day. And, and the achievement goal on the back of that, the, the weight doesn't actually bother me. What's actually given me more fulfillment from it than anything is the self-discipline that I've built up. And how much, how good you feel after doing stretching, mm. meditating and exercising all through triple yeah, whammy. I think my wife thinks I've lost the plot on occasion. Like I, I had one week where I'd missed and I needed to do a makeup, a catch up to get there and, so and, and, and she was away. So I ended up double ending the day, you know, top and bottom here, which you can do at home easily. Kids are in bed and just smashed it. And she's got, this is becoming obsessive. And I said, well, it's not that. It's just, that I don't want to break the chain. And I think that, that, that was the thing that came out of my trip to Fiji. Uh, and I'll talk more about that in just a few moments, not the trip, but what came out of it because habits that chain and the weight of emphasis you put on not breaking that chain if you've got a goal of doing something every day like not swearing just take something really simple i've got small kids so using profanity and we can all get cranky and and sometimes you know in that emotional response come out with something that's probably not what you want your kids to hear um you know trying to keep that chain is it a week two weeks, three weeks, a month, not breaking the chain becomes more important than anything. And that's the mindset goal. That Just that resilience, that leadership that we spoke of at the back end of last year about making the hard decisions and, and leading yourself and being a person of your word. Um, all really, really important parts of it. And, and for anyone that wants to sort of fast track where I'm going with this, one of the best books I read last year was Atomic Habits. Great book. Yeah, and I've Great gone through book. that a couple of times. I know you've read it a few times too. And, and, and just the practicality of the way that that book was put together reinforced so many things that I've known and I've done bits of and lots of and all of at various stages, but it just put it into a really nice multivitamin size boom. And and I think for me last year, that was probably one of my biggest game changers. So yeah, that I read that when I was sitting around a pool on holiday and about three days into the trip, put the book down and hit the gym and I haven't looked back. So there's a really simple example of a catalyst, the habit, the mental game of not wanting to break the chain, and then the achievement goal, well, what would have been like most people's goals are in the achievement space actually is nothing within that process. It just happens to be the cast off, the byproduct of it, as opposed to this whole thing. What am I looking to achieve? Well, no, it's just to build the habits and that, that'll take care of itself if the habits are right. So it's a really good reframe for that. That's really awesome to hear, AB. And I mm. guess that, that step that we use within our money and investing journals in particular, mm. which you know we both use diligently and have done for years now, has been followed sequentially. And mm. I know that you've, you've been keeping up to that even in, in the new year, mm. this year, and it's, it's looking great. It's looking awesome. Feeling good. And, and uh, as I say, I think the, 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 biggest, the biggest shake out of it is, 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 is not what I would normally associate with the goal, which was, you know, you can tick the box, you got to that level of achievement. 
it's it's that self worth of knowing that you've you've put the mental time into not wanting to break the chain, and I think you know that's really if you take a holistic look at goals, that's what they're all about. It's it, it's it's not about the goal itself; it's becoming the person that's capable of achieving it. That self discipline, those habits, to be the best version of you, to really deliver it. I'll give you another one on 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 the backside because that one's there's a habit. When you get the habit right, the achievement flicks out the other side. Alternate one, slower moving one, and, and, and maybe a little bit more complex to, to, to manage. Um, on the farm last year, yeah, we uh, decided we we're going to put in a chili crop, and that, that in itself is actually, oh, we're going to grow some chilies, but you know, when you start growing a couple of hectares of them, it's a bit of a Big different process. proposition. So, where I think a lot of people, maybe some of our listeners, can sometimes struggle with this is chunking things down. So, you've got this goal for me, it's a passion project. Look, we're not commercial farmers on that particular property, it's enough to keep the tax office happy, and, and, and it's a bit of fun to sort of have a crack at. And, uh, and that's not to, 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 to sort of you know, downplay anyone that's in the farming space. I know how hard farming is on a serious basis because we do that as well. But the, the reality of that was that when you get a project that's quite big and has a lot of moving parts, it can become overwhelming. And again, I think one of the secrets to successful goal setting is to chunk things down into bite-sized amounts that you can process and deal with and, and start to build momentum up. So, okay, we're going to take a paddock and it's going to be planted out with chilies. So let's break that down. What are some of the things that we need? Well, we've got the ground, we own the farm, we've got the equipment or most of the equipment we've got to put in got to get some chili seeds from somewhere and you're not going to go down to Bunnings and you know, pay five bucks a packet for a hectare's worth of seeds. So where can you find commercial seeds and da 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 Okay, got the seeds. How do you grow them? What time of year do you plant them? What do you need to plant them in? Okay, you plant seeds in dirt, but you've got to get the trays and then you've got the staging to put them in, then a polytunnel to bring them on and then the spray units to keep it moist in there. And then you've got to have the rotavator or plough equipment to till it or get the soil ready, and then the bright sort of fertiliser on the back of it, and then the irrigation stuff. So there's a 22,000 litre tank that just went in the other day, which has got timers on for doing the watering, and then the data, and then you've got to schedule the time out to actually do all of this rather than just have on the project board. That, that's actually, I don't actually think it's that big a project compared to some of the things I've done, but it's a really good example of chunking something down. Okay, here's the next thing, here's the next thing, and there's the next thing. So for anyone that's sort of sitting there with their blank canvas and they go, okay, this is what I want out of life. How do I get there? Chunk it down. Don't get overwhelmed because I think that's why so many goals end up not making it past Australia Day because it just seems too big. But if you can break it down as to what can I do today that's going to progress me closer to achieving that particular goal. And it can be the most small thing. It could be, you know, I've got to make a phone call, I've got to order something online take 10 minutes out to sketch out what my vision is for it or whatever whatever it might be but by breaking it down into those small bite-sized chunks every single day you're creating momentum by actually actively taking a positive step towards where you want to go to because ultimately if you're not moving closer towards a goal you've actually moved away from it if you don't do anything today it's not that you're in the same place you're actually further away because you've got less time to get there sure so every day you got to just be chipping away at something and moving it forward that could be a development, could be you're looking to do, do, do a property development, or it could be something far more simple that getting started with your course. Okay, well, where do I start? Well, module one's a pretty good place. And chunking it down, two, three, four, five, getting your broking account open, setting up your watch list, funding your account. They're all small steps, but collectively when you put them together, that's how, that's how success comes along. So two different examples there for you. That's awesome. And I guess the challenge with all of this, as you made, as you alluded to, is remaining accountable to your goal because nothing good happens overnight. There is a period of time when we speak about time being your ally. Being accountable, AB, what's the best advice you could give out there to those struggling with that 
Accountability, I think, is something that people often think you need to look outside for. And in actual fact, you can internalize it in, 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 a, uh, in, a, in a couple of ways. Number one, you know, the money and investing planning system that we have has a daily, a weekly, a monthly and a quarterly review section in there. And it may seem, you know, oh, Andrew, that would be really nice in my world, but I'm too busy to do all that sort of stuff. And the only reason you're too busy is because you're not taking time to plan stuff. We've got the same amount of time. If you take time to really plan it out carefully and to make sure that you're really structured in the way you do that, you actually create time. And that's the hardest hump to get over. And I, I, I know from personal experience earlier on in life and, 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 and to be fair, sometimes to this day, and just the same as it is with some of the users of this system, is that <clears throat> when you find yourself in a situation that you're a bit overwhelmed and busy, first thing you throw out to get rid of that plan, I've just got to get on and do, I don't have time to sit around here. And that sort of action-taking mindset, I remember my dad's exactly about these bull in the china shop, let's just get started, my father-in-law's the same. Whereas I like to take a step back, not to be lazy, but to actually think about what we're trying to do so we can be more efficient with it. And sometimes thinking and planning is just as important as actually doing, as long as you do all three of them. Gotcha. It's not, you know, this, you know, I'm a thinker, you're a planner, and you're a doer. You've got to be all three if you want to get stuff done in your life. So... Holding yourself accountable on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. So today was it a good day? Did you get everything done on your list? What are you bumping across? What are your priorities? Why are they in there? What are the habits? What are your segmentation rituals? All this stuff that we cover online in the teachings of how to use that system. At the end of each week, <clears throat> anyone can have a bad day. And sometimes a bad day can be a bad week. Happens. But don't let it become a bad month and then a bad quarter and then a bad year. That's in your hands to do. And I think sitting down honestly, and I tend to do mine in two stages. I do mine on a Friday, uh, about 3.30 on a Friday afternoon. I'll go through and I'll go, okay, business-wise, how was the week? Where do we get to? What are some of the things I've got to roll into next week or what does next week look like? And then on Sunday is when I actually sit down and flesh it out. And if it's not Sunday night when I do it, it's Monday morning when I take my daughter swimming. So she's in the pool at squad. And I'll sit there and I'll go through my week ahead um, in terms of going into a bit of detail there. But I always review and I look at the numbers and I look at whether I've ticked off, did I get through my habit stuff every day? And if I didn't, what was the reason I broke the chain? And again, this is all about that mental resilience of, um, you know, we talked, I think it was the back end of last year, one of the podcasts we did was all about leadership. And it wasn't about leading a team is leading yourself be your word if you say you're going to do something do it if you've got it in your journal or your goals this year i am going to do x one of my mates just swam across the english channel things you do for charity he's in the he's in the in, in the british armed forces it's a great fundraiser for him. that was one of his goals but it doesn't just happen there's all those sessions in the pool and then there's the sessions outside in the cold water because no open water swim and and learning how to deal with currents and all that sort of stuff. none of this stuff just happens because you've already done you've got to put the daily work in to get it done so that resilience i'm going to do it and get on and do it I think the biggest thing as well is just not negotiating with yourself. If you make a goal and you say, this is the habit that I'm going to carry out every day or every week, whatever it is, and that's your habit that you've decided that you're going yeah. to do, do it. There is no negotiation with yourself. If that's what you say you're going to do, you've got to do it. I, I agree 100%. I think, yeah, and just to not give people wiggle room on that, but to provide some further context to it, it that I think you've got to be absolutely resilient on your goals and just iron-willed about it. But I do think you need to bring some level of flexibility to how you attain it too, because if you're finding yourself in a rut where the wheels are spinning and you just can't seem to get grinding forward, um, sometimes you've got to change tack to still get to that goal, but you've got to do something different. You can't just keep doing the same thing. If it's not working, you've got to explore that. But you're right, you've got to be 
absolutely iron willed that this is happening. It's a massive priority. So I go back to, you know, how do you do it? Blank sheet of paper. What do you want out of life? What what is the sort of thing that would leave you feeling fulfilled, happy across the areas of your life that are important to you? Interesting. And if we think about the sequence at which we've arrived at today, we've we've reviewed, we've created goals and specific ones, measurable ones with a process, and then now we're accountable to them. From there, it's about doing. Mm. So your advice, AB, to those listening at this at this juncture right now from here on? I think people often say, all right, no, no, it's the pointy end. This is about doing it. That's where the work starts. But in actual fact, the work's already started and been done by sitting down and taking the time to invest in what you want your future to look like. Any road will take you nowhere, as I keep saying. And by by working out what it is you want, and more importantly, why you want it. Because without a why, and when things get tough, it's easy to throw things along the wayside there. Having a very, very strong why is crucial. So it's not just what do you want out of life, but why do you want it? So you've got some level of clear intention. Once you've got that motivation of that why hanging over you like a ton of bricks, it should give you all the motivation in the world to actually get off your backside and start making it a reality. The challenge to that is the standards that people set themselves. And sometimes the standards they set themselves are way too high and they end up beating themselves up for it. So, oh, I want to do this, but I don't really know. That wasn't very good. It doesn't matter if it wasn't very good, you start it. And the first, you know, think about the journey of a, sing- a thousand miles begins with a single step. You've got to take that first step. And as my good friend and certainly learned uh, man and great read, John Maxwell, talks about falling forward. It doesn't matter what happens as long as you're moving closer towards the goal. So if you start on something and it doesn't work out too well, doesn't matter you started on it you just got to keep going go okay that course of action isn't right so if it's in the trading space you might add a couple of trades that didn't work do you trade post-mortem work out what went wrong with the trade why it went wrong with the trade and get back on the horse and keep the next one going it doesn't have to be perfect and i remember i did a, a one-on-one session with a really you know we've obviously got thousands and thousands of clients and there's some people that i think you know when i think about client base that i i, I really have a an affinity with and you really want to see you know kick the goals that they deserve this guy called keith otto and i sat with keith and i did a one-on-one with him on uh, zoom a little while ago a couple of one-on-ones actually and he was on his second journal because he'd stuffed up laying the first one out and i'm sure he won't mind me sharing this with you and i said to him it doesn't matter if it's ugly it doesn't matter if it's wrong it doesn't matter if you made a mistake stick with the process but they're the standards that he sets for himself that it needed to be perfect and it's like keith it doesn't have to be perfect you just need to start buddy and that's what he's now sort of engaged in and and it's, it's, it's really hard when you hear that kind of feedback that you've got people out there with all good intention, but because they've set the standards so high on themselves, if it isn't perfect, they beat themselves up. You've got to be kind to yourself and say, listen, at least you've started. Let's modify what we're doing and keep it moving forward rather than beat yourself up because that self-talk can be really, really toxic. You know, why does this always happen to me? Oh, here we go again. I better get it's going to go wrong. Guarantee I'm going to lose money on this trade. All those sorts of negative things that people can say. And they always come true, you know, because what you say is what you think and what you think is what you do. So you've got to be far kinder to yourself and say, great effort. That was really good. Let's rewrite it in a different way now and see if that works even better. And that's what it's all about. It's not about conquering the world. It's conquering yourself. It's you versus you. And each day is just a slightly better version of the day before. That's how you make massive progress in life.
and this is fun. I love hearing about this stuff. Mm. I know you do too. We're, we're both addicted to this, mm. and I hope that <clears throat> it's resonated with our listeners here today, AB. So thank you very much for your advice today. Mate, it's, it's meat and potatoes. There's nothing. If you go back, what's this series four? So there's, series this four. is the fourth one of these. So if you're not so sure about this goal setting session, have a listen to any one of the previous three years. Very similar. And they're going to be quite similar. Obviously, they're different anecdotes because life has, has moved on over that period of time, but the process remains the same. Work out what you want. Work out why you want it chunk it down into bite-sized bits that you can get your head around, build habits that support the activity that needs to happen to achieve that chunk down goal. Go hard, go as hard as you can, um, be resolute on its achievement, be very flexible in the process that you take and have fun along the way. Because you know this isn't about leading a boring two-dimensional life. This is about full 4K technicolor surround sound life on your terms. This is just the nuts and bolts that sit in the background to make it a reality. We love it, AB. Thanks very much. That's awesome. Absolute pleasure. Anytime. There you have it, guys. Make sure you share this podcast with somebody else that could do with a boost to get this year on track. Most importantly, give us a rating and review, and we'll look forward to hosting you next week.